Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. First, a word from our sponsor, Meyer. Meyer cookware is so amazing. I just got my, my first set because I had to try it. They only have six pieces to this whole set. You're going to get two pots, two pans, and two universal lids. I just emptied out my lid drawer and all I have is two lids in it. I'm so excited. It fits every single pot and pan that they make and they're matte black. They're gorgeous. So besides reducing the clutter, the stackability is perfect in my pots and pan drawers and it doesn't boil over. My kids cooking, no more boiling over. I don't have to clean up my oven. There's like this curled lip at the top, which is really, really incredible. So um, huge fan of it. You need to check it out. We have an offer for you. You can look, go to meyer.com slash Alice. Just use code Alice. That's A-L-I-C-E for 20% off your order. Try it for yourself so you can experience the true joy of stackable cookware. Hey everyone, I want to give you a pro tip about becoming an Alice Lane Insider. It's free to sign up. You go to alicelanehome.com, scroll about halfway down the page. There's a button to join. When you do, you'll get exclusive discounts, early access to sales, styling tips from Jess, and more. We're even announcing an exclusive giveaway for insiders in the month of November. So stay tuned for that. So hurry, go to alicelanehome.com and sign up to be an Alice Lane Insider. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. We are joined here with Miss Sue Hall. Yes, my name is Suzanne Hall. And uh, my guilty pleasure is I spend way too much money in, on art and, and the framing, and framing of art. Yeah. And it's magnificent. And I could be sitting on a terry cloth towel on my floor, but man, are my walls beautiful. <laughs> that is true about How Sue. about you, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jess Bennett. Um, my guilty, guilty pleasure? pleasure. Gosh, eating in bed. Oh, yeah. Crumbs. Yes. I know. Yeah. I love it. It's a diabetic. I love know. to get home. <laughs> I know. I just have shot needles under my pillowcase. <laughs> I don't know why. I just I love, love watching movies in bed. Oh, and then you're like, I best. need a snack halfway through. And then you got to bounce out and then go get licorice or something. Ooh, I love and that. And then you come back and sit in bed. So it's not so crummy in my bed, but I just always find I need a snack halfway through a movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Yeah. It's kind of like when you stay at a hotel, like if, I think the biz, biggest luxury uh, is ordering room service like uh, late at night and right? eating in your bed. Yeah, it's, it's my just favorite. my real life, making room service for myself exactly. in my bed. I love yeah. that about you. How about you, Corey? Uh, mine's just like bad TV. Like we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> All the shows what, that you never tell your mother the, about. Oh like the God. OC ones? Selling, <laughs> selling, selling OC. the OC. Yeah. It's like yeah. selling Sunset's new show. Mm-hmm. It's awful. We it's do not recommend. I love watching TV and just hating on it. And that's not a good thing. <laughs> yeah. It's it's how I get like, I don't know. I'm not like that throughout the day. Yeah. So it's I just am able yeah. to hate on the TV and it doesn't offend anybody because I'm just saying it to myself. Yeah. Sometimes my wife and my wife's just like, geez, she's she like realized <laughs> what I- Strong feelings. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you yeah. Can, you can get all those feelings out of your body before you go to bed and yeah. you're like, totally zen. Yeah. We're doing okay. Yeah, my wife got me, my <laughs> wife got me turned on to it though because she loves like the Kardashians show and I'm like, sit down, watch with her. I'm like, start hating it. I'm like, this feels good. So ah. that's my guilty pleasure is like okay. bad TV. I okay. love it. Cheers. Yeah. That's great. Okay. Uh, today oh. we're going to be talking about questions your designer will ask you when you start a project. Ooh. And if you're not using a designer, questions you should be asking yourself. 
Yes. Make sure. Take notes. Are these like good you questions? You want to prepare your mind and you want to prepare all the visuals yep. and do the work before so you're sitting down over. with an architect mm -hmm. because you're going to save yourself a lot of money if you yep. go in prepared. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. time is money, y'all. Time is money. And Preach. you want to get loaded for bear <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to... What does that mean? Loaded for bear? <laughs> yeah. It's like... Um, you want to make sure you have enough ammunition when you go bear oh, hunting. Okay. <laughs> and yeah. so you've got all the things you need. <laughs> like, Jess is from Richfield. <laughs> Richfield Thanks Utah. RL for that it's one. Central Utah. <laughs> nobody lives there and everybody goes uh, for the deer hunt. Except, for, duck. except for my family because my dad's an eye doctor <laughs> and nobody hunts, but they use phrases like loaded for bear. And then of course, at one point I was like, what does that mean? They're like you got food in your backpack, you got jerky, you got water, you got everything you need. You got ammunition you have everything you need to go I, i'm guessing that killing a, or hunting a bear takes a lot of days so they I'm have sure. to have a lot of stuff yeah so you guys are going to need to be loaded for bear <laughs> before you start working with any professionals on your home so for instance let's just say that you had the money to hire a designer or let's cool. just say that you do work with a designer or maybe you are going to hire a designer. We're going to yeah. help you get you We're ready. a lot of fun. We're going to get you in shape <laughs> for these conversations. Boot camp, guys. Have. Yeah. We just want to make sure that your vision is solid. Totally. Right? If, if their designer is not asking them these questions, is that a red flag? Mm. Yeah. Maybe. Yes. For Don't sure. swipe right, guys. Yeah. Bad designer. A, a yeah. couple ways to look at this, I guess. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Make sure you're in shape. Make sure they're also can I just say that P for me is if the designer has one look that they do in everybody's home. Mm -hmm. then they're not going to ask these questions because they don't care how you want to live. They're just like going to do their thing in your house. Boring. Right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's not mm -hmm. a great designer. No, that's, fact, that's a huge wanna, party foul. I don't want to call that design. That's just like... No. Copy paste. Copy paste. That's mm -hmm. called copy paste. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that's you, Corey. A, yeah. Okay, so those Force of you feeding. that are trying to create something really original and unique in the world... These are the things that we want to load you up with so that you're ready for the bear hunt. Just yes. kidding. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is building a house. Here. Yes. Yes. The bear hunt is yeah. building a house. Okay. So we do something, Sue and I do a something called an FTC with client. It means mm -hmm. first time consultation. So these are going to be some of the questions that we're going to ask them mm -hmm. during that first consultation that we have with them. And you're going to be like, uh, I don't know. But now that we're having this conversation right now, mm -hmm. you're going to know the answers. So get excited. Yep. I think the first thing that we do on the FTC is we have, we pull up the floor plan mm -hmm. at this point. Hopefully they've already met with an architect. Sometimes they bring us in even before that. Yeah. And we look at the floor plan with them because there's, if they already have developed it, there's a lot of thought that went into that, right? Mm -hmm. You've thought about, you know, as you've done this floor plan, how you live, how big you want your kitchen, how many spaces you're entertaining. Like, do you like to entertain? Mm -hmm. Do you hate people? then don't have guest bedrooms. Anyway, you find out all these different things about yourself. Don't have living spaces no. so people can circulate and no, Just be like there isn't a room Carry for anymore. Carry around with them. <laughs> more circulate the place. Can yeah. I ask a question about yeah. that? Yeah. How often does someone bring you plans and you end up tweaking things going back to the architect? All the time. Every time. 100% of the time. Yeah. So maybe that's why it's beneficial to come to the designer first so they so you don't have to like go back and be billed hours from the architect. Is that uh, the case or no? You know, I like it when they have like somebody that they're opinionated about. Like, and if okay. they've studied it out and if they have an architect that they're bringing to the table, it's usually because they align with previous work that he's done in the world. Yep. Right? And so now they're just like, okay, we've started this plan. 
and now we want your eyes on it. And then we'll go through several drafts of the plan with the architect usually Mm -hmm. to make sure that like the rooms aren't too big, that it does circulate well, that like when you pull in from Costco and you have a car full of food, you're not, you know, schlepping it Mm -hmm. the entire way across from the garage to your kitchen. Just like smart little things that like we just... We know, we know how we would want to live. Mm-hmm. And so we want to like just employ those, those same practicalities in your home mm-hmm. and a good designer will do that. If they're just like, yeah, it looks great. That would be a red flag for me. Cause there's always room for improvement on a plan. Mm-hmm. Every time I think yeah. that we always, we redo bathrooms, master bathrooms all the time. Mm-hmm. I think we do that a lot just because again, we know how like women want to get ready. We know your makeup counter should be in front of a window. Yes. We'll rotate all those things around to make sure that like, if you're going to spend this much money, it's going to be money well spent. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. anyway, so we look through the plan and we talk to them about how they want to live and how they came to this plan. And then we, we edit from there. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think first and foremost is we f- try and figure out the functionality of the space. So really as you walk through your plan or if you're dreaming about a plan right now, start to like really digest each area. What do you want the kitchen? How do you want that to function? Mm-hmm. You know, what are spaces that you're just like, I love that they have two islands or I've always wanted a butcher block. And I love that that one has a trash drawer underneath it. So I can like put all the cuttings in there before I start to grill. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many little things. And or I think like we use the garage door as our front door and my yeah. kids run in and they have their backpacks on and they start dumping everything. And so it's I like need, shed like a snake. Uh, yeah. Oh. And I need zones for all of the nonsense that they're mm-hmm. going to take off their body so that I know where they are because I'm their mom and I'm going to have to be partially responsible for all this stuff. Yeah. You're going to be picking it up and like yeah. taking it everywhere throughout the house. Yes. And you're going to hate life. So we are pros at the mud room. We make homework rooms for um, people with lots of children mm-hmm. so the kids can go in there, have desks to study, have computers or tablets or whatever they need to look up and it's right off the kitchen because inevitably they're going to yell for a parent to come and help them solve for this thing that they're hung up on you know and if you have young babies before you have teenagers like that's a playroom and then we can like make we design it in a way so it evolves from a playroom to a homework room to a grand baby room Mm -hmm. you know so like these are the things and the spaces that we know or because People, when they put playrooms and stuff in a basement, I'm like, oh, no kid's going to go to the basement. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the food? Where's mom? Like, where's all those things that like, I think your children want to be around. That's on the main level. Totally. So yep. we understand like where all the rooms go, like the master bedroom, mm-hmm. guest bedrooms. Like if that's going to be for an elderly parent, we know it needs to be on a main floor that you're going to have to put in an elevator yep. at some point. So we start to understand the functionality and that's what we do very, very first, yes. just high level, start to understand your functionality as you go into this space and be opinionated on how that should look. Mm-hmm. And then um, after we kind of go over any floor plans with a client at that FTC, um, we always ask if they have a Pinterest board or a house board. And oft, often like one or the other, the husband, wife, husband, husband, one of them is more opinionated than the other. And they'll have a little bit more invested or they put together something together. Um, and so we, we usually pull that up and we start to look at that through them and have them point out things mm-hmm. that they like in the space. And what that does, it helps us to understand a feeling for this overall house. Because even though she may say, oh my gosh, I like so many things. I just don't know how to like really like. Mm-hmm. narrow this in and, and really design a house, um, we start to see common denominators 
and we start to see, okay, she's pinned one kitchen that has stained cabinets and she's pinned 20 that are white cabinets. She's a white kitchen. We know that, you know, and so we help, you know, you just have to kind of ask yourself as you, and I would say, do this, like go on an exploration, go, if you don't have a Pinterest board and you're about to like embark on like creating a home, um, make sure that you start following interesting people that you align with, Mm -hmm. you know? And if you don't know like who you align with, go get Mm 8100 and go look at all those designers work and go look up their Instagram accounts and their Pinterest boards and start to pin your favorite spaces of those. And you'll be like, Oh my gosh, I had no idea that I aligned with Stephen Gambrell. Mm-hmm. Like we're the, like we, I could be a sister who, you know, mm-hmm. anyway, you'll start to just like find your people. And that's when we start to look at your boards and say, okay, like this is, this is the vibe. This is the style. And then we create, or your designer or you can like kind of drill that down to your very favorite images, mm-hmm. you know, as you start to, design each space and make kind of make a kitchen board, make a, you know, master bathroom board, make your closet board. You like get super defined in each of these areas. And those are the questions that is your designer and you should be asking yourself um, is how do you want these spaces to feel? And I think that Pinterest board can help you define that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Other questions to consider is what colors are you drawn to? What clothing? What colors your, are you not drawn to? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Also, like, what clothing do you feel like the prettiest in? What's your favorite outfit? What are your favorite shoes? Show us your favorite handbag and why you like it. Uh, those things are all really good. Um, uh, yeah, totally. Clues as to like why you purchased it, what you love about. It. Oh, it's got a hidden pocket, and I can put my secret stuff in here. I'm like. She's going to want a secret drawer or secret door and hidden in the panels. Totally. And we know that she, that she feels prettiest in persimmon or Mm -hmm. that, you know what I mean? Like there's always like clues into other purchasing decisions that they've made that were smaller and less emotional, or maybe they are emotional because we all love to feel beautiful in, in our clothing. Mm -hmm. And we know what we look good in hopefully by the time we're, we're building a home. Yeah. Right. Um, what your personal style is like what clothing you like to wear, mm-hmm. um, what your favorite uh, pieces in your home are currently, what silhouettes you're drawn to. Oh, I just love an English rolled arm sofa. I love it. I love the tradition of it. I want a patterned one. I want a velvet one. Mm-hmm. I love cozy things, right? And There's if you, always something. If you if they don't know these, like if they don't know how to like articulate that, like yeah. what silhouettes they're drawn to, that's where the Pinterest board can oh, come in. Visual. So you guys can find yeah. that, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Definitely. We'll be like, I see that you like this. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea it was called English roll arm. Mm-hmm. You know, I do. My grandma had one and I've loved it ever since. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then we like to get into people's stories. What are their routines? Knowing people's routines, like the rhythm to the kitchen, how they wake up. Do they have coffee? Do they have toast? You know what I mean? What's their kids' routines? Kids' what, routines. Or what are, like the, what are the messes that are being created that you want to avoid in this next house? Amen. You know, like you should be like, what do you love and what do you hate about your current living situation? Let's fix that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are questions that sh- you should be asking. Yep. I wish I would have thought about Larry is who is my cat. <laughs> I'm like, who's Larry? <laughs> yeah, you I wish know. you would have considered Larry's routine. Yes. When you were building the home. Yes, I do. <laughs> what, that is something. Your pets. Larry? Like yeah. when you're feeding your pets, how yeah. are you feeding? Where mm-hmm. you're storing their dog food? Their litter box. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause that's a real thing. You yeah. know, uh, we've actually, had to teach Larry just to go outside to use the bathroom like a dog. So that's what he does mm-hmm. um, because we just don't have room for it. We don't want like cat litter 
strung about a bathroom That's or something weird. like that. You don't like that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> you think so. You know when you walk across it barefoot and it feels really, yeah, yeah. no, yeah. don't like it. It's not your favorite. It, compete, no. it competes with your signature sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. You know? Definitely. Yeah. I was just looking at a friend's Instagram and she put a baby gate over her shower. Oh my gosh. Because her husband insisted on having just like a walk around shower without a shower door on. You know, like it's just oh, like yeah. fully sheet rocked and then they tile the I whole thing. I just got really cold when you talked kind of, about that. Yeah. I yeah. hate it. And, and so like you <laughs> walk around, he insisted on not having a door. Well, she's got a toddler that wants her mom and her mom's taking a shower. <laughs> and she's like, do not come in here. Do not come in here. I'm wet. Ooh. I can't grab you. It's slippery. I'm covered in soap. And so she had to put the baby on the shower. Breaking yeah. and entering situation. They will find you they, wherever you are. They will find they will you. find you. And if mama needs a shower then y'all just better just let her have her shower in peace, you know? Yep. So it's- Put a high hook on that door, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I mean, a lot of times, Something. I feel like we learn the best when we, when, we ha- when we learn the wrong way, right? Like you've learned that you do not like the feel of Larry's cat litter yes. on your bare yes. feet, right? <laughs> yeah. You learned that. You hate it. Yeah. You're going to do everything you can in the next home <laughs> to make sure you never have to experience I'm that. I'm going to give Larry his own space or his own- entrance to and from the house. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We all know these things about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so when your designer starts asking things, please don't be embarrassed. You've got to unload the things mm-hmm. that happen in your life so that we can fix those things for you. Yep. A quick word from our sponsor, Meyer. Design can be such an important emotional element in our home. How we feel about the organization, aesthetic, style, and fabric. It all leads to an emotional connection about the various aspects of home. We're reminded that we just feel so much better than we can glance into our kitchen cabinets and see a new, perfectly stacked cookware set. Because if we're honest, that rarely happens before now. That's for sure true at my house. So if you guys aren't familiar with Meyer, uh, you can check him out on Instagram. It's at Meyer Labs. You spell Meyer, M-E-Y-E-R, Labs. In their diverse design team, they've created an amazing stackable set after traveling the world to discover what home cooks love or hate about their current experiences in the kitchen. And they fix it all with the stackable set. It's amazing. Check them out at meyer.com slash Alice to use the code. You just use a code A-L-I-C-E if you want to get 20% off your order. Try it for yourself so you can experience the true joy of stackable cookware. We're working on a home in St. George. And it was so interesting when we were looking at this floor plan. St. George is in Southern Utah, by the way. Um, We were looking at this floor plan and there was just like the house. It was lovely. They have like this like sport court. They have like garages for their toys. And in the garage with the toys, there's this bathroom at the very back corner. I was like, that's interesting. I'm like, why is this not like relating to a pool or anything? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, tell me about this. And she's like, that's his bathroom. Like, he has his own bathroom. I don't, yeah, that's, that's his space. And I was like, that's interesting, but they must've experienced something in their previous house where that was necessary. And I'm like, yeah. okay, they knew that about themselves. And I was thrilled. So I'm you like, know, you I have think your own there's bathroom. A thing, maybe it's this, it's unspoken, but I think there's a thing when everybody gets home, they run to the bathroom yeah. because they don't want to use the public bathroom or they think, and I can't blame you. I can, I can get home and I can use it then. Right. And so I feel like there should always be a powder bath near the back door. Totally. Right? Yeah. 
And I think that's his powder bath. And he has a urinal. Good for him. Like he knows exactly how he wants to live. He's going to use the bathroom. He's going to wash his hands. He's going to go in and greet the family. And he doesn't have to run to the bathroom before he can greet people. So Exactly. But I love that they knew that about themselves and like they already planned for it, you know. Yeah, it's peculiar, but you know what? The next husband's going to love that too. I know. Totally. Men men are going to love that. And are like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. Yeah. And it's like a little bit quirky too. And I just feel like those are like fun things to have in your house. I know. Great discoveries, right? Yeah. 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 So fun. And it's fun. When you're building a house, you get to be really honest with yourself. You know, like. And your designer. And your designer. And your designer. We know a lot about other people. We know about how people shower, how about people sleep. We know everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway. So, but like in primary baths, like, do you want two potty closets? Well, that, that has saved marriages. I tell you what. So like Mm -hmm. give yourself two potty closets. Yeah. Where people, were we? <laughs> people have a, well, we're talking about routines yeah. Yeah. and just like the honesty and so that we can really help them, mm-hmm. you know, live like they want to live. Uh, we had a client who lived in Japan for a couple of years and he always dreamed of having right outside of his exercise room, a cold plunge and a hot plunge mm-hmm. so that all of his friends could come over, play ball, yeah. take a shower, take a sauna, take a cold plunge, take a hot plunge, take a cold plunge, take a hot plunge, you know, just get the circulation moving. Yeah. He had recliners and then he had four TVs on the wall so they could all sit and watch all of the channels at the same time. You got news, not you got the, sports. Not you the got... Olympics on every single TV. It was like football, golf, like whatever's mm-hmm. going on. They just yeah, want C-SPAN, to all those. Yeah. Did he have ADD? I think so. For sure. But this was his dream. And you know what? We made it happen. Yep. And so I think everybody I has a different dream. And when you're Sorry. building a dream home, and you're hiring a designer, you got to let all this stuff out so we can help you get there. Exactly. We had a client that like she, they left to entertain. So we based the entire kitchen great room around this butler's pantry. And it was like central to the room. Usually that's behind a space. Mm-hmm. It was central and it had glass doors. Everything was on display. We did beautiful tile in there because they wanted that to be an experience where if you came over to have dinner, you helped make dinner with them and you helped like set the table and everything was right there in that central little room to go shop from, to create something beautiful. And it was such a fun house to design because she knew how she liked to live. Yeah. So that's so yeah, know how you want to live. I love it. Know your routine. So much. Okay. So we've got routines. Um, let's go into feelings. Mm. Um, what do you want your space to feel like? We had a client in California and she had a certain buzzword. Yeah. She, and this is a client that we've done several homes for. Um, we did a mountain home for her in Truckee as a second residence. And that was, she wanted to feel like a cabin. You know, she wanted to feel like this, like homestead with all these memories for them to create more memories. So that had a lot of layers. This new house that we're working on for her, she's at this phase in her life where her kids are involved in every sport, in school, in activities, and it's busy and it's complicated. She has a, you know, she has a daughter with, you know, that's undergone some disabilities and, and it's just, life is hard and it's busy. And so she said that she's like, I want this house to be easy. Like, I don't want it to be complicated because life is already so chaotic. Mm -hmm. And so I want it to be beautiful and I want it to be easy. So like every time we're designing anything, we have to ask ourselves, like, does this have ease? Like, does this like, does it still have the character of this client? Cause she's so fun. She loves color, but what do we do to make this like really easy mm-hmm. for the functionality and for like the overall design that it's not calling for a ton of more stuff. Yeah. She doesn't want more stuff. 
Yeah. So I love that. Yeah, so that was a feeling that she definitely like knew from experience how she wanted this house to feel. Mm-hmm. And it definitely does impact how we design. Yeah. I, yeah. I also feel like it depends on who, how old you are, what you've experienced, mm-hmm. what stage of life you're in, because like she is not young. No, she's right? good. She's had all the stuff already. Yeah. So now she's like, I've had all the stuff. I know what it feels like. Now I want to step back from that. Mm-hmm. And I just want the easiest thing I can do. I want my routines to be easy. I don't want to be overwhelmed by all of this stuff I have. Right. Yep. So it kind of depends on where you're at in life also on how you want to live. And I love that she's so in tuned and you guys should think about that. Think about a word, think about a couple of words mm-hmm. because you can communicate that to an architect. You can communicate it to a builder. You can give it to the subcontractor. If he's like, well, why don't we just do it this way? And you're like, because it's easier if I have a ramp or whatever, you know, yeah. I'm not sure. I don't know that she has a ramp, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's always a reason why it's the simplest common denominator. It's the simplest solution. And that's going to make life easier mm-hmm. for her. Yep. So I design can definitely do that for someone. Mm-hmm. And you know, the feeling like hopefully you, if you're building a house, you've experienced enough mm-hmm. that, you know, like when you stay at this hotel, the feeling that you get, you mm-hmm. know, when you went to this restaurant, what was that feeling that you got? So you really draw on those moments and those memories because that's what evokes a feeling. And a feeling is what creates a home. Totally. Truly. If it, if you don't think about these things, it's going to feel sterile. It's going to feel like a spec home mm-hmm. because you didn't have feeling going through the design. Yeah. And those are the, I think those are the decisions can, that can like really, you know, from like the tile you use to the countertop to the actual like temperature of things. Mm-hmm. That is the feeling, you know? And we think about that. Like we usually when we're designing one room, and we've designed other things. I'm like, let's bring out all those other rooms. I want to see how that feels going into this space. Yeah. Temperature wise, like profile wise, I need to know like what I'm feeling here to know what to feel next. So it's not harsh. It's not mm-hmm. joggy and it feels consistent. Definitely. You know, so know that about yourself and, and gather all those things as you make decisions. Don't forget about what you did here because that will impact the feeling as you go to the next space. Mm-hmm. So, Yeah. It's great. I do think there's also like something where somebody wants a space for themselves, mm-hmm. right? They want to be able to do their sacred ritual. I hear sometimes women just love to bathe. It's their thing. They're able to just I love a bath guys. <laughs> yeah. It's like a visceral experience for yeah. them. They know, like they know when to pop their little bath bomb in. They know if they like a certain bubble bath, they have all the things that they need to be really comfortable to have this alone experience. We have another client who loves to go into her closet. She likes to sit her back up against her hamper and eat her favorite piece of cake where her kids can't find her. So she doesn't have to share it. Lock the door. Right. And so I, and like men probably want a den, they want an office. They want some place where they can go alone and think, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's an, it's an interesting thing to really understand. Like, how do you unwind? What Mm -hmm. does that, what does that look like for you? What's that experience? What do you need to make that space? Mm -hmm exactly what you want it to be because you've, you've bathed a million times before, but what would be the ultimate bath? Cause we can design this anyway, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. yeah. I love that. Um, another thing that designers need to know when starting a project is your budget. The big one. The yeah. B word. The yeah. B word. Yeah. Well it's because we can go tile shopping and we can choose a tile that's $6 a square foot, or we can choose a tile that's $98 a square foot, $175 a square foot. We can do the same job with tile 
one's more extravagant and gorgeous and incredible and it matches your incredible budget. One is more simple, but we can turn that tile in different directions to make beautiful patterns out of it and make the most out of it with a simpler budget. Yep. It doesn't matter which one we do. You need to be transparent with your budget because then we know based on what your builder has given us as an allowance for that tile, what you can afford mm-hmm. at the end of the day so that you can pay for this beautiful house that we're going to experience. Yeah. yeah. And so be transparent with that yeah. number. Don't be worried, especially when you, I've heard when I've talked to architects before and they're like, yeah, they didn't really give me a budget. Everyone has a budget. Everyone has a number that they do not want to exceed. And like, I, th- I think it's so important that you share that with your architects so they don't go the rounds. Definitely. Building something that like, cause it's so, such a bummer when you see something great and you're like, oh shoot, we actually can't afford that. And you can and see that. Yeah. That's such a bummer. So just like tell them how much money you have to spend. Mm-hmm. You have a, you have like a cap and you don't want to exceed that. Tell them that and then they'll design within that. And then we can help design with something extraordinary within that budget. Don't think that you can't have something beautiful if there, any budget. If there is a budget that you guys think is going to be a little bit constrictive. Yeah. Do you ask carpet. Do you ask mm-hmm. like spaces where you might, they might want to like, splurge and spend money or yeah I think you know if they have like an allowance we what we try and work out with the builder is like like just said they'll give us a breakdown allowance for like tile for carpet for things like that for tile we know that we're gonna have lots of different tile we also know that in your kitchen and in your master bathroom those are going to be more lovely than your kids bathrooms and so we're going to try and hit an average of that cost right some's going to be lower, some are going to be higher and we'll hit an average. But to your point, Jess, carpet, you know, when they say like you have $25 a yard for carpet, you're like, crap, that's a Home Depot nylon, you know, like, mm-hmm. and I know from your experience what you actually want. And so we'll, we'll usually redline a like, budget, hey, this- all the budgets and be like, we might want to up this to like an average is like 39 a yard. Mm-hmm. But if you want wool, you're going to be like 50 to 75, you know, for a good wool. So yeah. makes sense. So, and you guys have like your finger on the pulse of like, Hey, this is actually what this is costing going to cost right now. Like oh, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. We know what people yeah. like. And it's not the same as two years ago. Mm-hmm. No, unfortunately. It keeps going up. And so we're sorry for building right now. I'm sorry. I even said those numbers don't yeah. quote me on any of that. Yeah. That's, that's more than it used to be. That 30 is now 50. <laughs> no, it's 50 and the wool yeah. is hundred. Totally. Sorry guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah. After budget relationships, you're going to talk to your designer as much as you talk to your best friend or even more during that period of building. So it will be a very long and wonderful relationship. So make sure that you love your designer and that you're going to work well together. Mm-hmm. You know, if you have chemistry, you know, if you feel that trust from them, yeah. you know, you know that as you're sharing images back and forth and they're adding more to them that you feel how their brain works. And if they're thoughtful or if you're like, man, I'm giving them every good idea, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's going to be a frustrating relationship down the road. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You want, you want to be stretched. Your, your designer should give you things that you're like, Ooh, that makes me a little nervous, but I'm excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. If they're not stretching you, then you could probably maybe do this on your own, yeah. <laughs> you know, with the builder. Cause if they're not bringing anything to the table and, and honestly, if, and you have to be able to trust them enough to say, I don't like something. Yes. You know, we always tell people like, you can't offend us when we're presenting stuff. I'm like, you, you honestly, you can't offend me. Tell me if you love it. Tell me if you hate it and we'll revisit and we'll find something else. So, yeah. so make sure you don't, you're not intimidated to ask them questions or ask them for changes. Totally. Cause that's, that's a, 
toxic relationship. Here's a wild card. So we have one client who is a professional athlete and their designer had somehow told them that what she likes to do (laughs) is surprise them with their design. (laughs) Guys, I can't even. (laughs) The designer was older. I'm just telling the story because it's been our job over the last several years to clean up the work that happened. So the the homeowner comes home for their design surprise (laughs) for several months. It's a grab bag. They keep paying for it, right? I mean, she's like, professional athlete, this is awesome. Mm -hmm. And they come home to their home, which is in the desert, and they have a nautical home. Navy blue, lots of knots, white knots. Uh, They've got, uh, the whole house is navy blue. And they're like, it's menopausal. We are in our 20s. And and the designer left and the homeowner just started crying. I get seasick. And I go home. I hate the sea. I hate the sea because I had a bad experience there. Anyway, so I think don't sign up for the design surprise. You you do want to be able to trust your designer, but you need eyes on it. Yep. You got to make sure you understand what you're getting and that you're going to love this long term. I I also think that there's something really satisfying to me. One of the most satisfying things that we do is for me to look back at a portfolio, like a project we did 12, 15, 14 years ago, and still be obsessed with that job and still want to have made those decisions. Yeah. Right? Totally. Oh my it's gosh. so satisfying to see beautiful work and say, you know what? We didn't fall too hard into a trend. Uh-uh. No, we and just, it felt like the person. It did. Like you look at it and you're like that. I think that still rings true yeah. to, the, to the human. Yep. And that um, I think is a superpower of a really great designer. I think so too. Yeah. Um, okay. Last but not least, we have art. Ooh. Art's one of the hardest Artist things layer. to pull for and to try and understand for a client. So we kind of want to understand like what they're open to. What don't you like? You know, one client hates birds. We had another client had a fear of holes. Mm-hmm. There's like a phobia of holes. Yeah. Hates polka dots, can't wear polka dots. Like nothing with a rhythm like that. Mm-hmm. We had another client that was an engineer and did not want any exactness in her home. She wanted ethereal movement, nice lines. A lot of people don't want a subject in their art. They're, they don't want strangers living with them in their house. Our good friend Sue Hall only say, has subjects. And to that, I would say, like, look at things again. Even like, there might be something. You're wrong. Like, uh-huh. you're you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you can't offend me on the art subject. I think. I'm just kidding. I think. Otherwise, you're, you're like these. Holes. Otherwise, <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you're all abstracts. Yeah. And there needs to be variety, whether it's photography, whether it's graphic, whether yeah. it's an oil, whether it's like if it's all the same medium, so like you get like, really I flat. You. Yeah. I challenge that a little bit because you may not like a portrait of an old man, you know, from Britain staring you down, but you may like something in the far distance, mm-hmm. right? Or like that's a little bit more discreet, but still there's something about having some subject in a room yeah. that adds variety and that adds soul. So yeah. I'm just going to, I'm going to admonish you to go and find your subject. Yeah, I bet you like something. That's good. It's kind of a feeling, right? Yeah, and I don't have to stare at you. It also makes your house feel finished. I think, like when we go into people's homes and they're nervous to put art on the wall, it still feels like nobody lives there. Like the house doesn't have a soul. No, and you're like, so when are you gonna? When are you guys gonna move in? (laughs) You know. Oh, we're just going to lean, like, we're just going to lean this or that. And they're always like tiny, they're like eight by tens and their wall (laughs) is, their wall is bigger (laughs) than their sofa. It's a two story ceiling. You're like, ah. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. It's art. Art's a really hard category. It's really hard. But you know what? When you go traveling, like find a museum, 
go find like I don't know study the greats for a second find an mm-hmm. art history book and just like peek at it and be like you know what I actually you know I don't I love Monet but I like Picasso actually that's interesting because it's not you know, as definitive or, you know, find those. And then you can find off branches of those since you might not get an original Picasso in your house. You can find something, you know, that has the same energy. Mm -hmm. So anyway, get, get smart about art. I do. I think that that is, I think the difference like separates the boys from the men. I like that is, is the, what you put on your walls. Cause I think that that's a very, it's a huge, huge statement. And it's the, it's what your walls talk about when you're not in the house and how they, they describe you. Yeah. They tell your story. So, yeah. Gives off a real feeling. Get smart about art. Get smart about when art. When Suze is a retired art Get teacher someday, art. <laughs> she's going to have that written on a t-shirt. I love yep. that. Well guys, this is, um, how your um, questions your designer will ask when starting a project. Mm -hmm. So make sure and take note, get to know them, love them, like them, trust them. Get to know yourself. Get to know yourself first. Even more. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next time. Before we let you go, a quick word from Meyer. If you can relate to lids and pots being all over, your struggles are gone. The minimalist design makes it so easy to eliminate cabinet chaos and add space-saving organization to your kitchen. Uh, it has all the pieces you'll ever need. The non-stock pans are perfect for frying and searing. Plus, there's a gorgeous stainless steel pot designed with beautiful curves to reduce boil overs. Your favorite seafood boils, pasta nights, and more. Like we said, there's only two lids that fit all four cookware pieces. So you can just say goodbye to, to drawers full of lids and say hello to modern cookware. Check them out at Meyer.com slash Alice. Again, that's M-E-Y-E-R dot com slash Alice and use the code Alice for 20% off your order. Try it for yourself so you can experience the true joy of stackable cookware. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 